Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, oh. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show. Live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We on your block and it's like a ghost town. Jason Munz is part of the CA, does Tiger basketball beat reporting for them. He's on Twitter at Munzley, and I, I, I have to ask him because there's usually never a dull moment with uh, covering the Tiger basketball beat. This is kind of the, this is this is one of the slower times for the most part. I know you put out a DeAndre Williams update, but this is one of the slower times we've had. Yeah, yeah. yeah this week is actually, I mean, like this is about as dull as it gets, honestly. Um, Still not dull, though. Still not dull. No, right. Like most, uh, most, you know, men's basketball uh, beat writers uh, across the country are uh, probably much more bored than I am. I mean, uh, a, I a vacation maybe? Is this a good vacation time for most basketball beat writers? Yeah, uh, I actually took uh, a little less than a week last, uh, like last week, um, and and so yeah, squeezed in a little bit of time off myself, and then I've got some for uh, squirreled away for September. Uh, that's that's kind of the big one. We're going to uh, going to go to Gulf Shores. That's our annual. Uh, we make our annual pilgrimage, my wife and I and our dog to uh, to Gulf Shores in September. So a pi- pilgrimage. Uh, pilgrimage. Yeah, like a like a annual trip. Just okay, all right. Annual trip to. The, uh, actually, not even Gulf Shores. It's Fort Morgan. It's like a little. It's like just a bunch of a bunch of uh, houses. Um, like not even in 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 Gulf Shores. Uh, it's much quieter. Much more uh, my speed. Oh, you, so, uh, okay, you, you're not going to be at like no. hangout fest or anything that comes up soon. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, not in this. You struck me as a hangout fest type of guy. I don't know. I, 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 that surprises me. Got to say, not this. Not this decade. Maybe maybe two ish, three decades ago, but uh, <laughs> but not not these days. No, and and so because of that, because uh, the next vacation is still a ways away, uh, uh, whatever whatever uh, is thrown at me, I'm I'm ready for it. The next mm-hmm. however many you know month and a half or whatever it is. 
Before we hop into the Tiger basketball talk, we do have Big 12 Media Days going along right now. And uh, Brett Yormark has said uh, the, the, the possi- on the possibility of adding a non-Power 5 school, if they create value and align good with our goals and values, that's a conversation that's worth having. I don't know if Memphis is in that conversation. Is this like a, is he, is he sort of uh, throwing slick, uh, slick hints that UConn could be on the horizon for the Big 12? Is that what I'm reading? If I'm reading into it a little bit? I try... You know, like after everything that has been said and uh, reportedly done uh, this this summer, um, the last you know month or two months or whatever it's been regarding Big Twelve expansion and and whatever may or may not be going on with uh, with Memphis, I I try I've been trying desperately not to read into anything that anybody says, um, even though that's like. You know, you have to because literally, whatever anybody <laughs> says, they're not actually saying anything. And but but like that quote that you just read, I actually, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's not saying nothing, but yeah, I mean, I, I get the sense that he does mean uh, UConn more than he means any 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 other potential uh, potential expansion candidate. And I did find it strange. He said we're the only uh, the only conference that that covers three time zones. I, they're, they're not right. I mean, no, Sun, not. Sun not Belt even... is one, and there's uh, Mountain. Does Mountain West have three Mountain time West. zones? Yeah, if you throw in Hawaii, I think. Yeah, so. no, what, what, yeah, whatever conference Hawaii is in, uh, you gotta you gotta throw that conference in there, and then Conference USA. I think they've got. Let's see, is Conference? I don't. Know I don't know if conference they have USA. three anymore. Sun Belt definitely okay. does at this point. Do they? Who, who's it? Who's I, in, I, um... I, let me. I, 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 I have to go. I'd have to go uh, look at my, uh, my 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 time zones here in a second. But I know Sunbelt has what, three. That's what mo- most is, people are throwing that out there. Yeah, whatever it is, your mark's wrong. <laughs> so yes, he um, is. <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, you know, I I I, I was uh, keeping a close eye on. Um, his availability today to see if there was anything that he anything juicy any nuggets that he he might let slip but he did not he was actually um, very intentional and very upfront he was like you can ask me but I'm not going to say anything more than you know just like surface level stuff I'm paraphrasing of course but Jason um, they're still open for business according to him they're still open for business yeah yeah I I uh, he he did have some some very you know, a couple of cheeky uh, moments, uh, some pointed comments <laughs> yeah. uh, throughout his availability. But um, no, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's uh, you know, they're still they're still. I mean, the other thing that he said that you know he's he's not. It, it's not like it's not been said before, but um, you know, he he said that uh, he he does not. You know, like if they if they end up staying at twelve teams, if that. If staying at 12 is what brings the Big 12 the most value, he says, I'm perfectly fine. I think that was the exact words. Perfectly fine with doing that. So, um, you know, he's, he's literally not ruling anything out. Uh, but he did say he, would, he, he hopes that whatever is going to happen, it happens sooner rather than later. So. I've, been, I've been waiting for the shoe to drop on, like, Colorado and Arizona for a long time. And I'm just I, – I'm, I'm tired of waiting. You know what I mean? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my, my thing when all this stuff started ramping up, uh, what, about a month ago or so, was that, you know, traditionally this stuff 
doesn't you nothing actually ever gets done until around football media days, which right. would be what so late July, early August, somewhere in there. Like that's usually when the when the dominoes start to to tip over. And so I did find it a little bit strange when you know when all the uh, when there was so much chatter back in June, but. Um, but yeah, no, I'm like you. I mean, like we're all, I think everybody is just kind of like on the edge of their seat. Like, can we just get this over with? Right. Right. And Whatever's going to happen. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. From what I understand too, they have Colorado beat reporters. There, there are Colorado reporters at big 12 media days, which I, I, I mean, I would read into if I haven't read into everything else on the way there. Like you've already mentioned in this, I, yeah, strange. Uh, it probably, it, it, it probably would have, uh, you know, like I, I, I admit, I thought about uh, pitching that to my to my bosses, like making a quick trip over. But I, I thought about it too late, so yeah. uh, it was it was past the deadline and all that stuff. So that's on me. But um, but that would have that you know that could have been that could have been a wise move. Mm-hmm. Now talking with Jason Munns, Tiger basketball beat reporter for the Commercial Appeal on Twitter at Munsley. Um, you you wrote a story, an update about DeAndre Williams. Don Jackson says they're about to submit everything. Uh, to try to get this year back, um, what 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 are the updates? Sort of walk us through what you learned with talking with Don Jackson. Yeah, so um, basically, you know, when all this started, when it when it when DeAndre issued his statement saying that he was definitely interested, like it's, I think his quote was something like, "If there's a way for me to play for Memphis one more season, I am completely open to it." You know, something like that. Um, you know, from that point, uh, you know, he, he was consulting with Don Jackson and Don Jackson being the, uh, the sports attorney who helped, um, helped Penny Hardaway navigate through the IARP case. And he also was, uh, uh, was, was working on Penny's behalf, um, on his most recent, uh, uh, run in with the NCAA that got him three a three game suspension. Um, you know, Don Don was was actively engaged on uh, uh, information gathering. Um, you know, basically discovery. Uh, right. Like you know, like DeAndre was. You know, DeAndre says he was he he received bad advice, and uh, there is precedent that. Uh, that's been demonstrated that the NCAA, if if that is the case, if they can prove, if they can show documented evidence that uh, a student athlete was, you know, relying solely upon the advice of someone in a position of authority and that the advice they got cost them something of value, obviously a year of uh, collegiate eligibility, well then, uh, based on student athlete um, well-being, the NCAA will, you know, if, if everything else being equal, the NCAA should. Uh, it, it has in the past granted uh, the appeal, the, uh, the the request for reconsideration or the waiver request or whatever it is. And so, uh, Don Jackson has spent the last five six weeks um, gathering. Uh, information and, and uh, documentation to support uh, DeAndre's case, DeAndre's um, you know efforts to get another to get another season of eligibility. And earlier this week, I believe it was Monday, he told me that he 
uh, formally submitted all of his findings and, and everything that he came up with to the University of Memphis because only, only the university can submit to the NCAA a request for reconsideration or a waiver request. Right. Like a layperson, layperson can't do it. So um, while, while Don Jackson, you know, gathered everything for, you know, on DeAndre's behalf, he didn't have to turn it over to the university. Uh, I've checked with the university to find out if they have uh, done, you know, like actually done the submission. Um, and as of now, uh, I have not heard back. Uh, I would assume, though, that it, it, it won't be long. I would assume it's probably by this week, sometime this week, they will you know, formally submit the uh, everything you know to the NCAA, and uh, and then it's up to the NCAA at that point. And it feels like an insane race against the clock, though. No, like this is uh, yeah, you got to get it in this week for sure. But even if you get it in this week, the race against the clock is going to be insane. And I like getting the NCAA to expedite it is not not something that seems like. Uh, Seems like it would be in the books, but we'll see, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what the what the clock's going to look like once they uh, once they get it in. Do you? No, and and nobody does, frankly. I mean, uh, it's not like you can. I think you can request uh, something like this to be expedited, but it's not like they have to grant grant that request. Right? They operate on their own timetable. Um, but it depends, really. Like, what what is the clock? Is it is it the Dominican Republic on August first? Is it uh, the start of camp in what would that be September sometime? Is it um, you know uh, uh, the first exhibition? You know, like what is the clock? You know, four years ago, uh, it, you know, it, for the sake of this argument, the clock is the foreign uh, tour, uh, mm-hmm. the, the trips of the Dominican Republic. Let's keep in mind that four years ago, Precious Chua and James Wiseman, neither one of them played. And the Bahamas, obviously James Wiseman's situation went a little bit differently, but Preston Chua was no worse for wear necessarily, and he was just a freshman. Uh, you would think that DeAndre doesn't absolutely need to be present for the trip to the Dominican Republic, although I'm sure everybody would like him to be. Um, but, you know, it, there is time is what I'm saying. Like right. The first game's not till November. So, um, yes, the NCAA doesn't act uh, – Swiftly all the time. However, Don Jackson has told me uh, on numerous occasions that part of the reason why he took this long to gather everything is that is because he didn't want there to be anything that the NCAA would you know they would go through everything they get from the university and then they'd have to go back and say hey no back and forth right exactly like by taking a little bit extra time on the front end the hope is that it uh, speeds things up on the back end. so you you mentioned uh, September. If he if he enrolls in classes and and gets ready for like the 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 semester, how, if they don't have a a plan for him to be back, can he even enroll in in classes and everything else? Like how 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 would that work if it gets pushed almost to the front end of camp? I would think, yeah, I would think you know uh, whether he's been approved or not by the NCAA. Uh, for an extra year of eligibility, he can certainly enroll in classes. I would, I would, okay. I would, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I would think he's just like a regular student at that point. Um, and you can always enroll and uh, do what needs to be done, and then and, see what and happens. Continue to wait. Yeah, and if like they deny the request, then you just you just uh, call it a day and move on. 
mm-hmm. um, and figure it out from there. But, you know, uh, yeah. But, I mean, I what is it, July? What is today? July 11th? 12th. July 12th. 12th. Um, so that means that you're looking at roughly six to seven weeks before classes begin. I would have a I would have a hard time believing that the NCAA would take that long on something like this. Right. Like this, this seems to be something that's pretty cut and dry. And if Don Jackson, uh, you know, again, I've written about this in the past. He has call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Done this sort of thing before. He has worked mm-hmm. on a case exactly like this before. So I would hope that that means that he knows exactly what to include to get a favorable outcome for DeAndre Williams. Now, speaking of the clock today was supposed to be the original delay date for Mikey Williams' preliminary hearing. Now it's delayed till September 5th. I don't like speaking in absolutes on things like this, but I I feel, for me at least, and and you can speak on it after me, it feels like it, it absolutely is not going to happen where Mikey Williams is going to be on campus if September 5th is just the preliminary Hearing, I guess there's ways they could get around it through Zoom and everything else, but that it feels like that ship has sailed. Yeah, I mean, whether it has or not, whether, or let me say this: whether, whether, uh, or not, something happens between now and September 5th uh, in the legal system. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm, I'm not optimistic that Mikey will be at Memphis for just, you know, a variety of reasons. Like, obviously, the the predominant reason being the fact that he has a preliminary hearing scheduled uh, for more than a week after the start of the fall semester at the University of Memphis. That's obviously a big uh, roadblock. But I feel like, um, you know, at this point, it's just like, you just got to think that the page 
is about to be turned mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for both for both sides. And that's like that's not like saying that Memphis is ready to move on from Mikey or Mikey. They've, is, they've, they've done their they've done. I feel like the staff and the University of Memphis have tried to sort of stick this out and see how it's playing out. But it's not it's not playing out well. I mean, that that much I, I, is very clear. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I think uh, that if they could, like, let's say in some fantasy land that the season was still six months away or something like that, like, I think they would still try to hang with him, hang in there with him. But uh, it's not. And, and, and they've got to do what's in the best interest of the program. And, you know, that's uh, – that's that's starting to become more and more evident that you know with every each day that passes that um, it's just not it's just not a good fit it's just the timing's not matching up now and it's just it's just not a good uh, it's just not a good fit. And they're exploring other options. Javon Quinterly being the main one. I think a lot of people still think he's going to be headed to Memphis. Although he came to campus, did not commit, which is not a not a commonality. Where 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 are we at? Where should we think we're at? Um, in the Javon Quinterly sweepstakes, if you will. It feels like there's a little bit of uh, angling for him, maybe a little bit of posturing for maybe a bigger NIL package either here or elsewhere, but um, wh- where do you think we're at? I mean, I think that's exactly – I think you pretty much summed it up. I, uh, you know, like, and, and, and who can blame uh, anyone, uh, Javon Quinterly specifically in this case, like who can blame them for, um, you know, just trying to trying – to, maximize his uh, opportunities. Like, who, who's, who's, who's going to blame him for that? Um, if, if that is indeed what is happening here, and I kind of think that it is. Uh, but I, I still think that Memphis is the uh, leader in the clubhouse. You know, it's been yep. very, very quiet. Um, I have uh, made attempt after attempt after attempt to, uh, to talk to people bo- on both sides of the situation, not only – uh, on the uh, Memphis side, but also on uh, Quinterly side, and it's just been very, very quiet. People are, you know, everybody's being really, really tight-lipped about it. And, um, you know, you, you you try not to read too much into that, but um, you know, it's not like there are all these reports out there about uh, other visits being taken or. Um, you know, other programs who have just this overwhelming need for somebody like him at the position that he plays. And so I just I think that we are – what we're looking at here, the position that we're in is we have to – until further notice, you have to assume uh, that, that Memphis is still – the leader in the clubhouse. Now, last couple of things for Jason Munz at Munsley on Twitter, Tiger Basketball Beat Reporter for the commercial appeal. What is uh, what's the deal here with uh, Jaden Hardaway in a movie? Uh, Jaden Hardaway, first of all, like mad respect for Jaden Hardaway. Uh, Penny has has told us in the past he he has he he has autism, right? And he, I mean, he has a undergrad degree, a master's degree. He's been able to be relatively productive on the floor. But what's this deal about a movie that we're uh, that we're discussing? I think uh, I think Penny sort of uh, compared a, a a the the movie to a beautiful mind about 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 Jaden. I don't know if I don't know if he was saying that their movie was going to be like that movie. I think he was. Right. So yeah, he was on a he was on a new podcast um, that is uh, uh, that I guess was uh, started um, by a Memphis rapper, Kia Shine. Right. Um, 
uh, and they were talking. Can you about name a Kia Shine series. song real quick? By the way, so so crispy. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. the only one you could. Yes, absolutely, that's Jason. Fact. I'm glad you do your homework. I, I, I expect that's nothing right. less. Yeah, it came out in 2007. Was a, uh, I believe, top 25 or top 30 hit on the uh, Billboard Rap chart. Yes, um, I remember it being all over MTV. I remember watching the video. Absolutely. Right, which which Penny was in, by the way. Okay. Uh, made a very brief cameo there toward the end. Um, they were out in front of the the bridge there uh, on uh, uh, in that section of town. And um, but yeah, so. Uh, he's got a podcast called Immediately Kinfolk, mm-hmm. and Penny was the first guest on the first episode. And on the podcast, they were talking about their children. Um, uh, Kia Shine was saying that his, uh, he has a son who also has autism, and so they were just kind of talking about that a little bit. And Penny, you know, he was like, actually, we're going to do a movie um, about, you know, uh, Jaden's sort of Jaden's. Uh, you know, dealing with uh, autism his entire life and overcoming it the way he has. And, um, and then he started talking about uh, A Beautiful Mind, the Russell Crowe movie from the, I think it was the early 2000, <laughs> right. years ago. And uh, he was, yeah, he was just kind of like saying that that's how Jaden's mind kind of works is similar to that of the, I think it's John Nash is the guy that movie was based on. Um, and so, yeah, he was, he was just kind of talking like that. I don't, I, he didn't, he didn't like say it was going to be like an actual, uh, like a, like a Hollywood movie. Um, he didn't say it was going to be a documentary. I assumed he meant documentary. Yeah. I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to talk to him, so I'll, I'll check in with him. Uh, you know, next, <laughs> right. next chance we get, we'll ask him if he means a documentary or not. But, um, but that was the vibe that I got. Was well, I'm sure he's got producers and directors. I'm sure he's got people he could talk to to make that happen, to facilitate that. He's got the I money to go so. make and it happen. And and I would I would watch the, the heck out I would. of that or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, like, because like you said, you know, again, Jaden was born with autism, and he was, you know, Penny said he was a valedictorian of his class. He said, uh, you know, obviously he's uh, 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 been playing the last four years at at the University of Memphis, he, you know, I mean, like he's, he's, he's a, a very inspirational story. And, um, I think it would be, I think it would be great. Now you have been, uh, covering for Memphis baseball, the new, new coach, Matt Reiser. And I, I think in the MLB draft, we have Dalton, Dalton, a bunch of Dalton's getting drafted, Dalton Fowler and Dalton, uh, Dalton Kendrick, Kendrick. I believe yep. as well, 18th yeah. round and ninth round. So they doubled up each other, but, uh, uh, yep. With Matt Reiser coming in, it looks like he's doing some recruiting. How do you feel about the fit for him coming from southeastern Louisiana? Obviously, he was fired there ultimately. Uh, sort of when the it, it sort of felt like the timeline at southeastern Louisiana was it coincided a lot with NIL and the sort of the changing landscape of what you have to do to recruit. But what do you feel about the fit for Matt Reiser here at uh, here at Memphis? Yeah, I mean, uh, here's a guy who was who was the head coach. At, at a very uh, small school and averaged 32 wins a season. Like that's, that is like, that's pretty darn good. Um, you know, if you're not like at some, some significant powerhouse type baseball program, like 32 wins on average, I think he hit over 40 wins two or three times um, advanced to the NCAA tournament. I think four times, uh, you know, three, I think three conference championships, 
over the course of that decade. So, like, this is a successful, very successful guy, mm-hmm. uh, very successful coach. And, uh, you know, I, I, so the point I'm – like, I don't think that the way things ended at southeastern Louisiana um, is some indication of his ability to coach. Right. Uh, you know, so so for that reason, like like Memphis has got a really 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 good coach, um, somebody who's you know a, like a considered a, a like a hidden gem uh, within the industry, the type of guy, um, and and really not even so much a hidden gem, just sort of a gem. Um, but I, to me, like his reputation is. Like he, he's he's well known as being a very um, uh, intense, uh, hard nosed, um, you know, sort of fiery uh, guy. I mean, he's he kind of he kind of reminds you of like uh, you know the the like a football coach in the name. right. Um, and and so I think that that is going to work well uh, here. Like he's he's. He is very blue collar. His teams are known for uh, uh, being very aggressive and being, uh, you know, doing all the little things right and just grinding away until they beat you. Um, and, and, you know, I think that that is kind of what Memphis is all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that, you know, like they couldn't, you know, you, did, you certainly didn't want to make a hire one year and then have to turn around and make another one the very next year. But like, if you had to, if you had, if it was drawn up that way, uh, you really could, I don't think you could have asked for a much better, uh, a much better successor to Eric Jackson than Matt Riser. Yeah. And it feels like it'll be relatively stable, a fair hire. No question about it. And I, I he was on the, he was on the air a couple of times last week here and he, he said, yeah. man, he's got a little bit of humor in there. Seems like a good guy. Yeah. No question about it. He is. He is. He's also from, uh, from Picayune, Mississippi, which is where, uh, this here sports writer spent a year uh, right out of college. So, okay. Um, I actually covered his brothers at, uh, at Picayune High School and covered him a little bit when he was at uh, Pearl River Community College in Tulane before he uh, entered the working world. So, uh, uh, so, so, yeah, he's, uh, he comes from good stock. Yep, no question. Well, uh, Jason, appreciate it, man. Thanks for hopping on real quick. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Gabe. Yes, sir. That's Jason Munns, Tiger Basketball beat writer, among other things, for the Commercial Appeal. You can find him on Twitter, at Munsey, all of his work, commercialappeal.com. Now it's time to hop into the Blitz and uh, have some NFL nuggets to get to. Saquon Barkley, there is a uh, pretty substantial contract negotiation going on back and forth between the Giants and Saquon Barkley, and they seem to be at a stalemate. And with that stalemate, there is some reports out there that he may try to take off an entire year. I'll tell you if that makes sense for him when we return right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM. He has... Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. You're about to 
Service Master by Cornerstone. They are your experts at restoration of fire, water, and wind damage, cleanup, mold remediation. Make sure you give them a call if you have disasters around the home, the office, or your residential properties. They're the largest franchise in a 600-mile radius. That's cool and all. But don't just call them because they're the largest. Call them because they're the best. They've been awarded Service Master's Franchise of the Year Award, meaning they're the number one Service Master Restore franchise in the USA. If you have water damage from a water heater being busted, a, a bursted pipe, you have frozen pipes, you have a, a toilet that overflows, you have a storm and there's storm damage. If there's a fire and you have smoke damage, mold, make sure you call Service Master by Cornerstone. Again, home, office, residential properties, no matter the size, no matter the place, they are here to help you with that damage. Tyler, the owner, is incredibly passionate about his role in disaster recovery, large and small, but he has a team that are here to help you at moments like this. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster, we just pray. We get called when there is one. Great motto and a great company. They're locally owned, locally operated, so remember the name, Service Master by Cornerstone. Because they respond so well, the number is very easy. 901 Respond. 901 R-E-S-P-O-N-D. That's 901 Respond for Service Master by Cornerstone. And they are the sponsor of the beautiful studios we have, the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios. And in these studios right now, it's time to get into the Blitz. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but it's come up again per Diana Rossini. If the Giants don't reach a long-term deal with Saquon by Monday, his week one availability will be called into serious question. Now, this is an interesting saga, and like I get both sides, Connor, believe it or not. like I, I really do. I know a couple of weeks ago I was uh, very much in Saquon's corner. I still am to a certain extent, but I get where the Giants are holding out on this. Now, the Giants have till 3 p.m. Monday to make something happen. If you, if you look at Saquon, I'll do the Saquon side first. Saquon means so much to that offense. Last year, they would not have been able to stay afloat and make the playoffs, win a game as they did without Saquon Barkley. He was fourth in the NFL, 1,300 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns last season. He tied for the team lead with 57 receptions. He had 76 targets. He's great with a check down. He's great at running routes. He's really fast. He does some things really well. So ultimately, I think the Giants would be taking a massive step back offensively, even though they got Darren Waller, even though they're trying to make the, the wide receiver room. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. Uh, they're trying to make that wide receiver room better. They're trying to get more targets for Daniel Jones. I think they'd take a massive step back without Saquon in the lineup. Now, on the Giants' side... I get not wanting to sign him to a long-term deal. Let's think about it. This guy has had several, several games off throughout his career. He had an ACL injury. Um, He has an injury history, and it's really hard to continue to give a guy the ball going into the later part of his 20s. When he has that injury history, can he stay on the field consistently? He has the past couple of years, um, but he does have a substantial injury history. So paying him any more than $10 million a year, the tag is $10 million for this year, I think would be kind of tough. And we just look around the NFL at running backs and how they're valued. They're not valued that much anymore. That's the truth of it. You're not going to see the $90 million contract that Zeke Elliott got. You're not going to see the $60 million contract that Le'Veon Bell got. And I'll, I'll mention that in just a second. 
So the running back position, it's just hard to go pay these guys that much. You, you, have a, you have a hard cap, and you have to deal with it accordingly. And for the Giants to go pay a running back all that money is really tough. Um, now, on the, uh, on the Le'Veon Bell front, he's the last player. If, if Saquon goes through and they don't get a deal done and Saquon goes through with sitting out a whole season, which is sort of the rumor now, last player to do that was 2018 Le'Veon Bell. Now, he did get his money. Five years, $62.5 million. I remember it. And that's a substantial contract, biggest contract we've seen really since then. But did it work out for him, Connor? Did it work out for Le'Veon Bell long term? Hell no, it didn't. If I'm Saquon, I tread lightly here. I have to be careful. I have to be careful. Le'Veon Bell was never never able to to get back to the peak of his game after taking that year off, um, and you know his value after getting that big contract went down and down and down. And now he's what is he doing? He's doing celebrity boxing matches at this point. <laughs> like that's what he's doing. <laughs> Probably See, has a podcast. Yeah, I don't know if he has a podcast, but he d- he does do the celebrity boxing. <laughs> so you have to be careful what you wish for if you're Saquon Barkley in this situation. I I don't know how this ultimately gets figured out. I, I don't think Saquon wants to be paid at like the at the very top of the market. He just wants a little bit of uh, long term uh, promises in, in New York. I think New York, the Giants, need to be careful about not paying him because behind him they have Matt Breda and Eric Gray. I like Eric Gray, but he's a rookie. And, like, Matt Breda's been kicking around the league for a long time. I don't care if both of those guys try to sort of tag team it if Saquon's not playing this year. They're not going to equal Saquon's production. So the Giants have to be careful, ultimately. This is, a, this is just a, a tough situation. I do feel bad, ultimately, though, Connor, for running backs in the league. That is not a fun position to be uh, to be good at at this moment. If you're good uh, and you and you outperform your your rookie deal, you ultimately won't get paid that much coming up. You have to try to capitalize while you can. Um, and injuries definitely come along when you're taking that many body blows. So I, I I feel bad for running backs in the NFL these days. Yeah, it feels like if you're not Derrick Henry. You are viewed as disposable in a way. You know what I mean? Or even Saquon Barkley. Like he had. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And a tremendous season last year. It's insane to consider him disposable, though, in my opinion. Like, not every situation, not every running back situation is created equal. Right. Like, I think in, in the end of the day, like, Dalvin Cook was great for the Vikings. Um, but they do have Alexander Madison. Whenever Alexander Madison was asked to start, he could run for 100 yards. He could he could give you some similar things on the ground that that Dalvin Cook did. But like Saquon Barkley, you can't replace that. He was he no, was your you leading. Cannot he was, replace what he, he does. Was, he was your leading. I mean, he he led the team, tied tied at the top with receptions, ran for 1,300 yards. It, it's just, I, I think you're taking a massive risk if you don't pay him. Um, but if you do pay him, I think you take a risk long term because of the injury history. It's just tough. Right. Do you think, you know, I know that we say that there would be no math on this show, but is there a we number? We somehow do math. Every I know. Damn I know. Day. It really is some BS that we do math all the time. But 
Is there a number that comes to mind for you that might be fair for a Saquon Barkley that you think could get the deal done? <sighs> I don't know what that number is because the market's so much so so shifted. I mean, I think to Miles Sanders to the Panthers this offseason, four years, twenty five million dollars, but you're still not getting paid a whole lot. But I, I think ultimately. When you're talking about locking up a guy like Saquon Barkley, I don't know if the the per-year value, and this goes for a lot of contracts in the NFL nowadays, I don't know if it's about per-year value. Give him something up front that you can guarantee so he feels comfortable about his future even if he does get hurt. That feels fair. So just guarantee him 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 million, something like that over the next three to four years, and you can move on with your lives. You don't have to pay him Sixty million dollars, like you did Le'Veon Bell. You don't have to pay him ninety million dollars, like you did Zeke Elliott. You don't have to pay him a Derrick Henry contract. Just give him a little bit of long-term stability, and I think he would get on board with it. But it doesn't feel like the Giants are are into that right now. A quick aside, because we're talking about Saquon Barkley. Have you seen the question that's going on around Twitter this week? What about college running backs? What? So they said if you could take any college running Ooh. back in history, and they, they pick four. I don't think one of them should be included in, okay. the, in this group, so I'm going to replace them. But Reggie Bush. Do the five then, because I want to hear who the, the Reggie one Bush, yep. Saquon Barkley, Adrian Peterson, Zeke. They put Zeke in there, but I think Darren McFadden should be the oh, four. Darren, no, but Zeke, uh, don't. Uh, I'm not disparaging. <laughs> All I'm saying is that uh, people forget about what Darren McFadden did when he was at Arkansas. I mean, this dude had 200-yard games. Zeke, Zeke Elliott on the way to that national championship run. I mean, we're talking about 200-yard games, 150-yard games. He was unbelievable, unbelievable on their way to a national championship. So he could be involved. I think ultimately, and Darren McFadden, I think it's underrated in these conversations. He's way unreal, too dude. I think the obvious answer for me is Reggie Bush, but then 100%. moving moving a little past that, I think Adrian Peterson, what he was able to do at Oklahoma, that that it's hard to dude. Didn't he run for two thousand or it, close to something close to it? It's 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 hard for me not to pick a guy like Adrian Peterson, and maybe that's maybe part of me too is thinking to him in the in the NFL, won an MVP and everything else, but what he did at Oklahoma was elite. Absolutely positive. Generational. Let's be honest. That's an interesting question, though. But I don't think you take Zeke out of that group, right? Zeke was Zeke was great. Pound for pound, I would take McFadden. Okay. With Zeke. But I, 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 I don't, I don't I disagree no problem. with that thought process, yeah. but I, I guess I, I, I have a little bit of a... Uh, I have, a, I have a place in my heart for Zeke. He's from St. Louis. Went to John Burroughs. Ah, went, went to and, John Burroughs. And the Come truth on, shall set yes. you free, Gabe. King. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? DeAndre Hopkins is still not on a team. And now the Titans are minus 300 to sign him when yesterday they were plus 500. Remember these questions? Uh, the, the one question I've been asking this entire time, what does, uh, what does DeAndre Hopkins value? Does he want money? Does he want a championship? If the Titans are the favorite and ultimately sign him, he wants money! He wants money! <laughs> Come on! I don't care. I'll say this. When it comes to the Titans and what they've had to do in moving away from their old way, John Robinson out the door, um, you, you know, you've had to do away with some of the, the pieces across the old line that you, you held dear to you in, uh, in Taylor Lewan, Ben Jones. They're moving in a different direction. But I do think ultimately... And we talked about this off the air. Titans fans need a win. Yeah. This would be a win, but I don't know. I don't know what it does for you in the immediate to make you some type of contender. It doesn't do that for you. 
You need a wide receiver. There's a need there. He's going to get his targets. You can seemingly keep him happy if Ryan Tannehill stays healthy this year. But your quarterback situation, if Tannehill gets hurt, you're not going to keep him happy. And if Tannehill's still playing and you do keep him happy, you're going to win, what, nine, ten games? Tops? And then in the playoffs, you're not going to make some run. Your O-line's not stable. I, I just, for the Titans, I don't quite get it. For DeAndre Hopkins, if they're going to pay him upwards of you know ten million, ten to fifteen million dollars per year on a on a relatively short term, you know two two to three year deal, I get it for him. But I, I just don't I don't get the move ultimately. But it seems like that's what makes sense at this moment. I know the Chiefs. I believe it's the Chiefs. They're trying to move some money around to see if they can get involved in the sweepstakes. Please no. That would be a cheat code. And he he would <laughs> please uh, no. He he would he would be at the top of the list there. I mean he they could they could absolutely yeah. keep him happy and he would get a lot of targets there because that wide receiver room's not. I mean ever since Tyreek Hill, uh, Tyreek Hill left, it's been relatively thin. But you're sharing them with the, one of the best receiving tight ends and Travis Kelsey of all time. Um, but, I mean, if he ultimately ends up with the Titans, I think Titans fans need a win, and that's all I can really chalk it up to because I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of, of team building, if that makes sense. Right. I think it would be a ton of fun. At this point, I just wanted to sign with the team, and if he signs with the you know the team that I root for, I'm all for it, even though it may not make a ton of sense long term. I just hope he can knows, stay on the field, though, too. I hope he can stay on the field. Right. Who knows, maybe he has a magical connection with Will Levis we don't see coming. <laughs> <laughs> or Malik Willis, huh? Or, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I just, I, I, you need a wide receiver, sure, yes. Um, but I, if if I'm them and I'm just looking into the future and I spend a first round pick on Traylon Burks, I try to see what I have in Traylon Burks and give him a lion share of the targets moving forward because I don't think I'm a championship contending team. I might be big braining this too much, but could a thought process be for the Titans if you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, you take some pressure off of De- Derrick Henry? Yeah, well, sure. Yes, you want to take pressure off Derrick Henry, but in the end of the day, hey, Derrick, you're getting 30 carries again. He's right. still, he's still, <laughs> he's still going to get a bunch of touches. It's just that's what what he, it has. If they want to have a successful offense, it's going to rely on Derrick Henry and what he can do running the ball. I like that because he's a keeper in one of my leagues, <laughs> for sure. But I, I, we'll we'll see what happens ultimately with this. Um, still may take a couple more weeks because it is dragged out this long. But uh, we'll see. What happens first? Dame gets traded or he signs with the team? Ooh, Dame gets traded. I think Dame gets traded. First? But I think it'll be very close. I think this will be a this will be a photo finish. Oh my god. What do you think? Do you think you think DeAndre Hopkins signs first? I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is going to sign first because I don't know, it feels like the well, Dame the fact and the, the DraftKings the went from plus 500 be, to minus 300 right, in a day. There's some but movement there. I think but with the, with Dame and the and the Trailblazers, it's like at some point, they're just going to have to settle, and I think they're already realizing that. But I, I know I know what Eric Cronin said or Joe Cronin said. I know what their GM said, but I I can't see this dragging out for months. You know, please it no. Does, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to let it drag out that long. Please no. Gabe, I have terrible news. <laughs> Lincoln Riley's food war crimes have continued. <laughs> he posted a picture of what. They, they I, I think is mahi tuna and uh, uh, yeah, mahi tuna, tuna yes. and yikes. I, well, first of all, I was surprised to see how many people didn't know what ahi tuna was. It's delicious. It's very good, and you keep it raw in the middle. It should be red in the middle. It's not steak that he cooked, but uh, dare I say, Easter 
in 2021, he cooked that brisket that was just dry. Should have been hell. arrested. He should have been arrested. And then he cut it all weird, and he cut it into like these little squares. It was an insult to Jesus. It, it was bad. It was really bad. On Easter Sunday, on a <laughs> on a godly day like that, you just burn the hell. You put that. You put that brisket through hell. But uh, dare I say he's getting better? This isn't that bad. This isn't as bad as I is the is the, is so the brisket. dry and unseasoned. Yeah, the ahi tuna, if you haven't seen this picture, and he, he obviously knows if he posts any type of, uh, uh, anything he cooks, that I, I mean, if it's a meat that he puts on a cutting board that he cuts up, he knows it's going to get traction. So I think he knows that the, the engagement will go up if he posts any type of food. Um, the only thing, the only thing I have to say is I've had ahi tuna. I enjoy ahi tuna. You it's know, very get a little good. soy sauce. Very good. They have a nice little, uh, um, you know, spicy type of uh, coleslaw next to it. You pair it with that. It, it, it's good. You want some acid to cut through it. Um, I don't know why he kept it in the big chunk. And he like sliced it thin like a brisket. You're supposed to portion it before you... He just kept the big old piece of tuna in one piece and then sliced it like it was brisket. It's just strange. He does not... He doesn't know how to cook. I told I mean, you. That's very much it, that it, much is clear to me. He does not know how to cook. It looked like he figured out halfway through that he was cooking tuna. Like he didn't really know what it was. He was experiencing. Somehow, like, oh. somehow the cook isn't as bad. Like because it's it's still raw in the middle. It's supposed to be raw in the middle. But somehow he made it look dry. It's hard to make a, a, a ahi tuna tuna steak look dry. Sometimes when I see what my fellow whites have done to food. <laughs> I, I just I thank I thank God that I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, yes. And, and seasoning, I get have, the seasoning out. And we have you know people in my family who knew know how to season. You know they grew up. It, it's it's deeply embedded in the Dunnings that we season our food. We make that thing tasty. That just it looked it it, it all it honestly pissed me off. <laughs> you were angry. I was angry. You're supposed to on the outside, like you don't have to season it crazy, just a little salt, pepper, and then just like anything. Then usually you do like a sesame seed, poppy seed type of coating or like crust on the outside of ahi tuna. It didn't look like he did any of that. He just sort of threw it on the grill. And- it looked like I could throw it through a car window. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like I, I just <laughs> what what cracks me up is I don't get like you don't cut it into strips like it's a brisket. <laughs> I just can't understand that. You're supposed to have it in bite-sized pieces Listen, so man. it's easy to, like... When you're as rich to, as to Lincoln, you shouldn't be chew cooking. and digest. When you're as rich as Lincoln, just just let the professionals handle it, please. <laughs> Step away from the food. Step away from the food. We, we do need to get him to stop posting these things. I know he think, he's, he knows he's going to get traction, and he's going to get uh, that engagement when he posts it, but I, this is not the type of engagement you want. No. Yeah. You're making... You're, and I will agree. I will agree. He is making... He is making uh, us white men look bad when yeah. he continues to just destroy food. Just make it look awful. <laughs> so I'll I'll give you that. How dare he? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, by the way, like uh, back to my original point though, people need to understand what ahi tuna is. People need to understand what tuna is. It's very people, good. people acted like that was like raw and not cooked well enough. I mean, it may not have been cooked well, but it's supposed to be raw in the middle. It's supposed to be red, very red in the middle. We got to get him in front of Gordon Ramsay. That would go bad. That would not be. I would be. That would amazing. not be an overwhelming positive for him, at least. Gordon Ramsay would get his game off, though. Let's be honest. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Riley on Hell's Kitchen. It's raw. It's raw. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But that'll do it for the Blitz. 
Let that rewind. Brought to you by Memphis Barbecue Company. Rewind on 92.9. Something to chew on that hasn't been discussed on the show today. The Jets. We knew it was probably going to be the decision, but the Jets, the final decision for this season of Hard Knocks on HBO. New York stand-up. They didn't want it, but it was the obvious choice. Last time they were on in 2010, Rex Ryan made it entertaining. I don't think Robert Sala is quite the personality that Rex Ryan is, but he'll put his best foot Pause for dramatic effect. Forward. You don't get it? You don't get it, Connor? I, I get okay. it. Right. I get it. I'm just, shaming just, you with I my just, eyes. I was, just, I was just making sure. But Aaron Rodgers ought to make it fun. Sauce Gardner ought to make it fun. Sauce Gardner getting into it. I mean, he had like a spaces last night about who the best corner is in the league. He didn't even say it was him. He said it was Tariq Woolen. I thought that was strange. But twas a fun show today. Had some overreaction, not an overreaction off the top. We had some Grizzlies, Tiger football, and basketball discussion. Brought on Jeff Calkins and Jason Munns. If you want to play back the whole show, download the Odyssey app. Search 92.9 ESPN. What's the biggest game tonight? Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Kind of thin, Connor. Kind of thin. So the biggest game tonight is going to be General Knowledge Trivia Celtic <laughs> at 7.15. Sponsored by FanDuel, yes. Sponsored by FanDuel yes, and Kevin Cerrito. So come see me. Fast forward. Fast forward. Uh, Big 12 Media Days is underway. There's going to be some interesting things that come out of that. We'll see what news comes out. Um, we're also still on Javon Quinterly Watch. Who knows when we get the news there. I can't imagine that much longer. He's got one more year. He's a senior. He's probably got to plant his feet somewhere at some point. I'd have to imagine a decision comes soon. Also, if you're looking for some sports programming with no baseball or Grizz Summer League till Friday, check out Quarterback on Netflix. Binge it. Binge it if you need to. Follows Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes and their offseason. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks to Jason Munz and Jeff Calkins for their contributions to today's show. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and pass you off to Joe and Amber. For Connor, I'm Gabe. Be easy, be safe, and enjoy the rest of your night. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. 92.9 FM broadcasting at 6.80 AM. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN at 92.9 ESPN.com and anywhere on the free Odyssey app. Memphis's sports station and podcast leader. 92.9 FM ESPN. Blast into big July fun all summer long. You won't need sparklers, spinners, Roman candles, or any other fancy fireworks. You'll be rocketing toward explosive top prizes of up to $500,000 with the all-new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hurry in and pick out your favorites today. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Tonight, partly cloudy and humid with a low of... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.